Hey, welcome back. How you guys doing? I think we are live. I can only be live for a little bit here because I'm going to run out of light. I can see the tropical sun sinking and I'm on top of the mountain. <laughs> and I have to actually hike home. So we should be going live. It's funny because I think there's about a 10 maybe a 15, 20, 20 second delay or something like that. So um, before the first people start showing up and everything, I can see my face staring at the screen like, do I have this thing right yet? So, hey, welcome. I'm just gonna write that and leave it in the chat. So anyhow, guys, I hope that you are getting some gardening done. Uh, you know, I know some of you are still dealing with snowy weather, which is just unbelievable to me since I'm a Florida boy. Uh, and then some of you, it's already too hot. <laughs> some of the folks from Florida are like, it's so stinking hot and dry. I don't have anything right now. This is miserable. So it's kind of funny, um, you know, depending on where you are. The idea of writing, you know, a one-size-fits-all gardening book is just, it's impossible. You know, the, these, like, this is the gardening book. This is the gardening book. This is the vegetable gardener's Bible. You know, all you can do is start to get general because the climates that we're dealing with and the soils that we're dealing with are so different. You know, I, I remember reading all the time growing up about how the, I'm going to fix this camera here. You know, how the, um, how the, the raised bed system was the very best system. And then, uh, and then, you know, trying it in Florida and being so disappointed with how fast things dried out and, and, you know, putting peat moss in the soil and then finding out that the peat moss just was not a good, you know, it was not good for Florida. It would dry out and be weird and, and, um, it would become hydrophobic really, really quickly. Like if you had a few dry days, it would turn, like it would pull away from the sides. And I thought, you know, adding peat moss to my sand was a good idea, but no, <laughs> so hello from cyprus oh very cool i was just reading about um i was just reading about a battle on cyprus uh during the during the crusades actually this afternoon um so awesome cool hey from idaho compost the movie that's right compost the movie compost everything the movie is on now and i had to get my affiliate link so the way it works is you click through the link there's a link below this live stream you click through the link to watch the movies for free so i've got two videos compost everything the movie which some of you may have seen before i've never actually released it um publicly but it's a it's almost an hour long film i did with a whole bunch of different composting methods and i filmed it back when i lived in florida it's shortly before i left actually and then there's another film on starting your, your gardens from scratch and how I established part of the big garden space that I have out back right now. So it's, it's kind of fun. Karen's already seen it. Karen's like, oh, it's great. And, uh, and so I did this along with Marjorie Wildcraft. So my link, if you go through and you watch through my link and then you're like, you know what? I really like this set of presentations and you decide to buy them later, then it gets credited to me. But if you just go and watch it like through somebody else's link, it gets credited to them. Or if you just went to the Homegrown Food Summit directly, it wouldn't get credited to anybody. And uh, the Homegrown Food Summit keeps the, keeps the money. So that's the way it works. It's an affiliate link. So if you go through and watch for free, it doesn't cost you anything. But you can only watch on the specific days when each thing is going. And I think there's going to be a lot of people watching this year because there's a lot of people that are just stuck at home. So 
you know, I mean, I need to do like I want to watch all these videos. It's just that I have to climb to the top of the mountain to see them all. So uh, it's it's kind of hard for me to sit down and watch them from day to day. But if I was able to get the internet on um, at the house, I really want to watch the one on regenerative agriculture. I want to watch Kevin Esperitu's one on um, container gardening because I think Kevin's fantastic. I've been on his Epic Gardening podcast. Uh, I want to watch Jeff Lawton's presentation. I don't even know what it is, but I want to watch it. And um, there's another one on vertical gardening that I want to watch. And I wanted to watch uh, Mike Adams talking about bio sludge because I'm sure it would just back up what I was already saying. saying. I don't like, I don't like this stuff. So, so um, um, anyhow, yeah, anyhow, if you get, yeah, if you get yeah, a chance to, uh, to sign up and watch, the, the presentations are free for the day that they air. And the link is the link is below. So you can you can watch the presentations free the day they air. But after they go off, then you have to like pony up to watch the the thirty six or forty movies or whatever it is. It's it's some amount of bucks, and then they give you a huge set of download movies. That that's how it works. So hello from the subtropical island of Tennessee. You know, back when I lived in Tennessee, I used to have a I used to have a blog where I imagined that I was living on a tropical island. I ended up moving to the tropics anyway, so. Um, <laughs> Cypress has changed hands more time than Liz and Taylor. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Adam says, just got done working two bales of peat moss into my sandy central Florida garden recently, thinking it would help hold water. Yeah, no, I had trouble. I had trouble with it, too. It just really didn't work well. You know, what What does seem to work is is getting, if you get some good compost into the ground, and you mix a little clay in your compost. I think a little bit of clay in the sand helps it stick and hold. Uh, but man, it's it's hard. I mean, the way the sand works is in Florida is that if you pour water on top of the sand, it'll actually run off the sand if the sand's dry. It repels the water. It'll just run away. And you have to actually get the sand soaked before it wants to take water. And actually getting it to soak is very difficult sometimes. I actually had to dig little little um, bowls around my trees and fill them full of water. And it would just sit there and sit there and sit there and sit there. And it would take like a half an hour. And then all of a sudden it would sink in. Once it sinks in the first time and it breaks that resistance, then you can just put the hose on anytime and it'll run through and run through and run through. So um, thank you, Carolyn. I appreciate the super chat. Try to keep you live streaming. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. That's my uh, my tip. I am up on top of the mountain right now. There's a cloud going over, so hopefully it doesn't start raining on this laptop or I'll be in big trouble. So if I suddenly shut off, that's because it's raining. I might have to go under my desk. I actually have a little desk um, that I'm using, which is kind of funny. I should have brought a uh, should have brought an umbrella. The, the sky does not look good. Check out the sky. Yeah, better get your super chats in now. It's going to rain. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to, if I have to, I have the bag that I was using. I'll cover the, cover the top of my laptop with my bag here. So anyhow, all right, back to never give up, never surrender. We'll actually talk about our topic. So one of the things that uh that i hear regularly not from you guys so much because you guys are good gardeners i mean those of you that tune into me regularly and watch the channel or are members and that sort of thing you guys are pretty much always experimenting with different stuff which is one of the things i love because it always gives me more ideas You're, you guys are always giving me ideas so 
But well, one thing I've heard a lot is I tried this and it didn't work, or I tried gardening and I can't garden. And and usually what happens is is somebody gives it a shot, and and then they they just it doesn't work well. Like they they dig up a little spot of sand, they dump in you know a bag of black cow manure, they because they they heard they're supposed to do that, and then they plant a few cucumber seeds, and then it's slightly the wrong time of year, or it's too hot, or it's too rainy, or they get a fungus or whatever, and the cucumbers die, and they're like, well, I tried and it died. And that, that's pretty much their gardening. They, you know, or they'll they'll do a couple of beds, try to plant a few vegetables. It doesn't work out well, and they and they give up. Gardening. I was just reading. Um, I'm reading a book by um, David Montgomery. I think his name is on uh, restoration, agriculture, no-till stuff. One of you guys recommended it on my on the no mulch video, and since I'm a book fiend, I went ahead and I I bought the book and I've been reading it. But one of the quotes in there was that agriculture is one of the most difficult things that that we try to do. Like to be a good farmer is actually, it's it's a very, you have to hold a huge amount of knowledge in your head to do it well. Now when you're doing it on a backyard scale, you don't have to hold quite so much in your head. So you can you can you can learn to grow one thing really well and then add something else and then add something else or, or plant a whole bunch of different things and just see what happens that's what I like to do but it's not it's not a matter of just doing it one time and then it doesn't work and then you're like okay I'm done if you were to attempt to draw somebody's portrait for the first time and you had great success and it looked just like her you're like oh my goodness that is Carolyn right there. You nailed it. Like the the way her teeth are, the, that half smile she's giving, she's kind of got a little wink and the way her hair goes back, that's totally Carolyn. Like if you saw that, if you saw somebody for the first time, pick up a pencil and draw a perfect portrait, you would be totally surprised, right? So the first time you grow a vegetable garden, it's a huge learning curve. It's another, it's another skill set. And my kids are really funny because my, my kids have different personalities. Some of them, they'll just draw, and if it looks funny, they just laugh and they keep drawing. Some of my kids, man, they draw it wrong, they get angry. And they're like throwing the pencil. You know, like, this didn't work. Oh, I, I was doing it. And then the guy, like the guy's head just looks wrong. It's so stupid, you know? You could see the different personalities at play. Some of the kids are just like, oh, cool, it's funny. Look at his head's like a little off. <laughs> I drew his eyes way up here. Oh, that's funny. And then the other kid's like, it's not perfect. And, and it's going to depend on your personality type. We've got all kinds of personality types. I have a big family. You know, I've got nine kids. So each one of my children has their own personality type. Some of them are plotters. They enjoy the process of learning bit by bit by bit. I have a daughter who is like working her way all the way through high school, like ahead of schedule because she simply likes to do school. She's just on and on and on and on. She reads for hours. She likes doing assignments. I mean, it's just like on and on and on. And then I've got other kids that are like, I don't have time to sit around and do this stuff. I have something I want to build. I want to build something right now. And they go out and they're like, they're going to build bows and arrows or something. They don't have any time to sit down there at the books they, they don't want to do it. Like, they have to be dragged kicking and screaming to do it. And then some of my kids are total perfectionists, and some of them stuff just rolls off them. They don't really care. They're just like, got to go with it. You know, so 
It's a combination of my wife's personality and my personalities and then whatever other personalities God decided to throw in there um, along the way. But the one thing that they, they, they all have in common is none of them does anything perfectly right the first time. You didn't learn to walk perfectly the first time. You know, you don't learn to garden perfectly the right at, at the first time. Now, a lot of people are scared right now because suddenly we've got a crisis. It looks like the food supply lines might be disrupted. There may not be a food be food around. So this is really an important time to know how to garden well. And what for a lot of people was just sort of a goofy backyard hobby thing they did once in a while or something they tried and then gave up on because it died. Suddenly they're like, I got to till up the back 40. We need to make this work this year. Absolutely. I mean, I was doing it. I have putting in corn and everything else, but I know what I'm doing because I've done it since I was six years old. I started gardening when I was six years old. So for me, it's really, really easy. So when I'm telling you guys, hey, go ahead and do this. Hey, go ahead and do this. For me, I have complete confidence in it. But a lot of people don't have confidence in it and they're scared right now. And, and what I don't want you to do is just is, is to get paralyzed or to think that if you, you know, if you fail, you're, you're going to, you know, you're, you're never going to be able to do it or you're going to die or whatever else. Don't think that way. I'll give you the very best start that, that I can give you with the knowledge that I have and the crops that I recommend and everything. That's why I'm doing the survival gardener minutes. I'll give you the very best that, that I can give you from, from that, you know, um, so you don't necessarily have to fail a bunch of times like like I've failed a whole bunch of times on stuff. Because you could look and say, oh yeah, David said this and David said that. Generally, that's going to work because I have the, I, I've made all the stupid mistakes. And I got through the phase where I was drawing the eyes up here. And now when I draw the eyes, they're in the right spot. Same thing with, with gardening. I generally know what's going to work. There are some crops that are, are new for me. I mean, like tomatoes. I mean, that sounds crazy, but South Florida, where I grew up, tomatoes were not something we really grew. I grew a few tomatoes. We grew some cherry tomatoes. Um, I, I grew a bunch of tomatoes when I was in Tennessee, but I've never grown tomatoes in the tropics before. It's a new thing for me. This is not how I would start my survival garden is doing tomatoes. So you see me doing tomatoes and doing, you know, like so-so at it and they're dying and whatever else. I have to go through and learn how to do it. It's like switching mediums. Right? I switch from watercolors to oils. I've got to learn how oils work. So we're all doing this. But what I have really concentrated on for most of my, my gardening is, is, is ways to grow stuff that I know is productive and that's going to bring in food no matter what. And the way you get good at doing that is, first of all, you just go and do it. But second of all, you can head off a lot of pain and frustration by reading and learning from good people. You know, um, I have learned from a lot of people. I got to, I'm now personally friends with Steve Solomon who wrote Gardening When It Counts. But back when I first read Gardening When It Counts, I was like, this guy, he's such an awesome gardener. So I tried and experimented with a lot of the stuff he said. I started treating my tools differently. I re, I, I learned how to get the hoe head at like the perfect angle for decapitating weeds. How to, how to sharpen and care for tools better, how to use wider spacing to use less resources. A lot of these things I learned from Steve, and then later on I got to meet Steve, and Steve's like, David, you're a really good gardener. And I'm like, this is the most awesome thing ever. Because now Steve and I are both expert gardeners, 
But when I first started reading him, I wasn't. And I had to go out and try things and experiment and see which of Steve's recommendations worked for me and which ones didn't because our climates were different and our ideas were different and all, all kinds of things. But, but, you know, you don't give up. Don't surrender. Don't get fearful. Follow people that know what they're doing. You know, ask lots of questions and jump and, and go. Um, so I'm going to take, take some questions here. And, uh, oh, thank you. New tunes for old logos. Contributing to the cell phone data plan. Much appreciated. Yeah, I'm, I'm burning data like you would not believe doing live streams. That is appreciated. Betty, thank you very much for the super chat. Awesome pack 80. Love your content. Thanks for all you do. Thank you. God bless. Much appreciated. <clears throat> yes, I know all about propagation. Adam says, I know all about propagation. <laughs> but you know what's really funny? Yesterday, my wife said, you know, I'm, I'm getting to my late 30s here. I wonder how many more babies I could have. I said probably four or five. And she's like, you think? That would be cool. <laughs> Arkansas Woodcutter says, some food grown is better than none food grown. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> Uh, the domesticated egg says I've moved a lot before I found the home I'm in now I bet there are a lot of us who have actually started to make progress only to leave but all those skills come with us yeah that's right you learn it it's it's <clears throat> you're gonna I had it took me a lot less time to learn tropical gardening because I had already done Florida gardening uh, which is zone I was in zone eight slash nine and then I was in Tennessee, zone six slash seven. So I had gardened in clay before in Tennessee. I'd gardened on sand in Florida, but I dealt with frost before and stuff. And so some of those things are not applicable here. Like I, I can now plant any time I actually feel like it, but I have to work with the rainy season and the dry season. But the climate is pretty much the same temperature most of the year. So, you know. Um, Betty says, scary. My family's actually asking me advice. I just go to your site. Oh, I appreciate it. That's nice of you. Uh, Domesticated Egg says, we may have different new to us or unworked terrain, but I know we all have one thing in common, tenacity, work ethic, and the ability to keep going. Yeah, that's right. That's really most of it. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's really funny. I've helped multiple people start blogs back when blogging was bigger uh you know it's not really that the blogs are a mess now i mean if you try to find a good gardening blog it's actually kind of hard most of them have been taken over and they're spammy garbagey sites i mean i still run the survivalgardener.com like i used to uh so i have good articles and stuff on it but a lot of it is just do you like container gardening? Here's container gardening method ideas. Containergardeningmethodideas.com has container gardening method ideas. Here's pictures of container gardening method. And you're like, this is garbage. And it's so hard to find stuff that you actually want, which is why I think a lot of people have moved over to YouTube. But, you know, talking about work ethic, the reason I became successful as a blogger and it started to, started to attract attention and I started to get writing gigs was I, I did a post every day. 
I did a post every day for years. I, I had to stop because of uh, Corona Chan, um, because I couldn't go out to the resort and do the regular posting that I was doing. But, um, you know, doing it every day. And so I had multiple people at, at different times over the years say, hey, I want to start a gardening blog. I was like, great, do a few posts and I'll link to you. So they would do a few posts and I would link to them and then they would just disappear. And it would be like 2006, October. Hey guys, I'm back. Here's a picture of the pumpkins that we're harvesting right now. And then it would be, and like, then it would be like next year, year, year May, May. Oh man, oh, I'm going to get back, into, get back doing into doing this blog now. Time. And then you wouldn't see anything for like another month. And, and it never became successful. It never took off. Whereas people knew that if they went to my site, they would get regular content. And the same thing kind of carries over to YouTube. I've done something like, I don't know, 700 videos or something on YouTube. People start to find you, but you have to have the work ethic to make it work. If you go, you know, say you're going to do a great garden and you don't put your work ethic into it, if you attack it really hard one weekend and put a whole bunch of stuff in, but then you don't care for it all the rest of the week, it's going to fail. You have to be willing to put in that a little bit of daily work or at least every other day to make sure it keeps going. It makes sense to go out to your garden at least once a day for five to ten minutes and just look around, make sure everything's okay. Head off any problems before they become big problems. It makes sense to go out once a week and pull all the little weeds so they don't turn into big weeds, you know? So um, that work ethic is really important. So yes, the domesticated egg, you're totally right. Tenacity, work ethic, and the ability to keep going, that's what makes you a good gardener instead of a failure. Christopher Marshall says, I've been gardening two years and now teaching my eight-year-old daughter. I'm learning every day. That's awesome. I, I mean, having kids in the garden is one of the greatest things. Right, sweetie? Yeah. Uh, my, my daughter's actually here right now. Do you want to come up and say hi? Okay, come on. <laughs> oh, you can see my... Here, let's see if you can see. This is my, my daughter right here who decided to come up and join me. And she's, she's been hanging up out here very, very patiently and quietly. But she's a very good gardener. How much how big a garden do you have right now? Um, kind of a little less big. A little less big. It's just probably about six feet by eight feet or something like that, maybe. Yeah. It's where you have, a few, you have a few flowers. What all do you have in there right now? Like, I have... Marigolds, Virginias, and yep. I have one bell pepper. Well, I didn't realize you had a bell pepper in there. That was good. And, and then the the pumpkins were trying to climb also, into your garden. Yeah, and also I kind of planted a lot of gardens. Yes, I know that you planted in all my gardens. We did all the beans together. Yeah, like I planted. The first one I planted had marigolds yeah. grown in it. And, and the marigolds were nice. The other one had sunflowers growing in it too. Yeah. And then the, the sunflowers other look nice too. One. Um now all of them are dead. Oh, they all died? Well it's dry. It's too dry. And they were kind of in the path I heard. Oh, they were in the path. That that's not good. <laughs> so thanks. I'll go back to my stream. Thank you, sweetie. So, yes, my, my kids helped me in the garden, too. <laughs> um, she is. She has been gardening from the time she was a baby. I've got pictures of her 
in a in a little in her little seat. How old are you now, sweetheart? Six. That's right. I should have remembered that. So she's six now, but I have pictures of her in her little baby seat as a newborn out alongside where I'm digging um, potato beds. So, I mean, she's she's been gardening since she was really little. She's actually got a better start than I had because I had to I had to teach myself. My parents were not gardeners, and um, she's she's amazing. Uh, and my my older daughter. Is does all kinds of like incredible plant propagation. She goes and she takes like if we go to people's gardens, she asks them if she can take cuttings, and so she's got a collection. She's got bougainvilleas that she started, and she started a variety of um, of interesting foliage plants. There was a resort that I did some work for, and they said that she could take cuttings, and so she's got different colored um, hibiscus and all kinds of stuff. But you know, <laughs> get your kids going. <laughs> So everybody says hi, hi to you, Posey. So, anyhow, um, yeah, she's good, good for a rookie. So um, I'm kind of running out of light here, but I I wanted to just say, don't worry, don't get, um, you know, if something dies, it's a it's an it's an experiment. You're doing science. So you don't have to worry about it. You know, you don't have to worry about, about it dying. I mean, it, it hurts. But you figure it out and then you go, okay, was this the right plant in the right place? Did it like the sun? Did I give it too much water? Did it get a disease? Is the soil not good enough? You can, you can ask yourselves these questions and then try again. You go and try that thing again. Eventually, you may discover that it just simply does not go. You know, it, it doesn't work in your climate. You know? And, and then you ditch it and you try something else. It's really painful to ditch stuff that you really want to grow. Like, like you know, beefsteak tomatoes. I would love to just be able to grow them in Florida. But, uh, yeah, it doesn't really work usually. I mean, I knew somebody that grew great big ones, but they had a, a whole complicated process. And it was serious work. So, serious, serious work. Um, but the, the idea of one piece at a time, one piece at a time, like Johnny Cash, one piece at a time. That's what really gets you to be a successful gardener. So you don't give up when you have a problem. You just jump in and you fly and you fly and you fly. Oh, Ed says, I was introduced as a scientist in the Grow Network in today's video. That's cool. Um, that's cool. That's cool. Marjorie, Marjorie's a, a, good, a good friend of mine. She actually gave me my first uh, like live video summit event. So that was like back in, I don't remember what, 2000 and 2013, I think. So seven years ago, she, she, I was almost unknown except as being, doing a little bit of writing here and there. And she gave me this opportunity to participate in a summit. And my, my presentation was loved. And it was my first like serious video. It was pretty funny, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, your your observation every day is your your science in the garden, and that's how you figure out does it work, does it not, does it work, does it not. So, anyhow, I'm gonna let you guys go. I want you to, uh, if you're interested in seeing Compost Everything the movie, you can click on the the sign up link below and do that. And then later in the week, my 
establishing garden beds with only a few tools where you could see how I actually dug the garden space that I have and how it got started. That is going to air a little later in the week. And so if you want to see it along with all the other presentations and everything, I've got the, the link below this video. And an update on Florida Survival Gardening, the book. All the illustrations are now completed and the illustrations will be, that is a weird sound you guys are making. Kids made this big kite that's just wow. got the weirdest noisemaker thing on it. Anyhow, um, they, uh, the, where was I? Oh, the, the illustrations got finished today and I'm scanning them and putting them in Photoshop to make sure that they all are cleaned up and they look beautiful. And then I'm gonna send them over to the publisher. And I got my first, oh man, I wonder if I can show this to you guys. I wanna show you guys something. Just a second, let me see if I can find it. I am gonna find something for you guys. You have to see this illustration, okay? One second. All right, you gotta see this. Yeah, you can go. You can go find them. Okay, so I think they're gonna come because. No, no, they're over there. You go find them. If you walk right back that way, you find the kids. One second, guys. I'm gonna see if I can show this to you. You. Okay, one second. This is exciting here. I'm going to save this. And I'll see if I can see it. Just a second. Let me see if I can make this work, guys. You have to see this illustration. I actually have a pro landscape designer working on the interior right now. All right, check this out. Bada bada bum. Okay, look at this. Let's see if I can get this right. Okay, check this out. Okay, this is part of this small house plan that's being worked on right now by a pro landscape guy. So this is a like a South Florida overview of a a backyard with a small front yard food forest plan, and then a backyard food production system. And you'll have there's tons of details in the book on how this works. And then I have a larger one for people that are not in inside of the city. Uh, and, it's, and it's more organized for a larger northern Florida, central north Florida yard with different plant species and everything. But anyhow, what I did was I ran through all kinds of species you could use to turn your yard basically into a mini farm and, and make sure that you're getting tons and tons of calories. And then I did an overview on how many pounds you could expect out of the yard and which things I recommended, you know, uh, for, for food forest trees and all that kind of stuff to create perennial systems in the front and then um, food annual garden systems in the back that are like dead simple but super focused on calories first and then nutrient density second. But anyhow, I think you guys are going to dig it. I am very psyched about how this thing is turning out. So um, it's, it's coming soon. <clears throat> <laughs> Liberty Not License says, looking forward to a future coffee, brother. Thank you very much. God bless. That's cool. So, um, let me see here. Plant 10 times more than you need. <laughs> yeah, if you get too much share, that's good. 
I scienced the heck out of my potatoes, killed them all. That's funny. No, Alan, it doesn't actually help if you if you go to the Grow Network and watch the video. It doesn't like help anything. It doesn't necessarily give me any kind of boost or anything. But you know, just watch it if you want to. Um, the it, the only way I make any money out of the Grow Network thing is if somebody goes through and buys, um, you know, buys the set of videos, which which a lot of people do because um, Marjorie's really good at getting good good experts. So. Um, yeah, thank you, Betty. I appreciate it. I've, I've enjoyed putting some of my sketches up on Instagram. I think there's 30, no, 40 illustrations in the book of which um, I have, we have 38 pen and inks and then two landscape plans with, with survival gardening plans for North and South Florida. But they're done by a pro landscape guy. Are you getting bored? No. Did you find the kids? No. I don't know where they are. I'll, I'll go, we'll go find them in a minute. Um, but the the pro landscape plans of like this is cool. I told the publisher I said I just want to hire like really great professional people to do everything for me now. As I'm looking at his plans, like these are so cool. Like he actually does the divided uh, tree canopies for coconuts and bananas and all kinds of stuff. Oh, it looks so cool. So, um, anyhow, guys, uh, have a great night. Thank you very much for the super chats. I'm gonna go through the super chats here if I can figure out how to do it. Um, I want to thank Carolyn, New Tunes for Old Lagos, um, Betty, and let's see if I can get this. It doesn't let me view them very easily. I have issues. Uh, awesome, awesome pack 80, and Liberty Not License, much appreciated. Um, looks like there's a storm coming in. So I'm going to try and get down out of here before the storm comes in because I'm just sitting up on top of the mountain. The moon is behind me. If you can see the moon. It looks really cool. There it is. It's already coming up. Tropics are an amazing place. It's, it's cool. Like It's not that hot here, but the storms just come whipping over the mountains just out of the blue sometimes. You'll hear it crashing through the rainforest and then suddenly it's on top of you. And, uh, and and you're totally drenched. It's beautiful. I love it. So, um, I don't know why the, the wind isn't blowing in the mic, Christopher. It's a good question. Live from the mountain. Hey, Daniel, nice to see you. So, you guys have a great night. God bless you all. Check out the, uh, the Homegrown Food Summit and stay tuned because uh, my publisher has said that they may be able to get the book done in as little as two weeks after getting the illustrations from me. So I'm gonna go back and do some Photoshop work on the illustrations, get them all cleaned up and then send them. But uh, I've been doing Homegrown Food Summit stuff all day today. So catch you guys later. Thanks for watching and until next time, may your thumbs always.